Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Pacheco. I'm Negra Noah. <laughs> I'm Tristan Jones. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. I was Welcome. Spanish. I'll speak Spanish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the. <laughs> You know, noir is French for black, right? Right. <laughs> so it's on black, black. Black, black. <laughs> black. <laughs> God. So just to start this show. Yeah, let me let me get it going here. So we're already off the rails, but uh, welcome to the Watchers <laughs> in the Basement. We are here today to discuss season three, episode eight, the season finale of The Boys, episode titled, these titles are always tough, The Instant White Hot Wild which I don't have any idea what that means. I know it's a reference from the comics, but uh, anyway, there we go. So <laughs> before we, uh, you know, go, you know, break it down, let's get everybody's uh, reactions overall for the finale. Brittany, what did you think about the finale? Uh, so first off, Justin, just want to give a shout out to Drew in the live chat. Appreciate you being here. Also want to give a shout out to Tristan, Frank's yeah. buddy. Also a fellow uh, boys, I was going to say boys lover. That was going to sound really, really bad. My bad. The boys. The boys. <laughs> TV show <laughs> fan. Let's put it that way. So we welcome Tristan to the show. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on uh, this finale as well as overall season. Uh, but overall thoughts on this finale for me personally, man, what a way to end this season definite twist and turns um i wrote it in the uh in our little post about sparks will fly because we did see a lot of sparks not in the romantic sense y'all not at all but uh it was a great episode overall a lot to unpack i just i was very very pleased with everything that came in this finale frank what were your thoughts on the show it was one. Of, it was one of those finales where I, I was. It was jaw dropping. Everything I predicted was wrong. Um, but now, for two two years straight now, I'm always concerned about them throwing out so much content. But they just keep proving me wrong by creating more innovative content for this for this storyline. Um, what else can What else can be said about this show, man? Like this is. Justin said it last week. This is the best show on TV right now, and I and I don't think it's close. Um, I agree. Yeah, good. For Tristan. me, uh, um, I second it. I, 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 I absolutely think The Boys is the best show on television, right there with Succession. I think yep. The Boys, Succession, and Barry are like the top, the holy trinity of TV shows right now. Uh, the finale, I thought the finale was perfect in the way that, you know, most finales like kind of end a story. Uh, uh, and I thought the finale for season three enhanced the story and also showed us where the story was going in season four. Um, like I didn't need a bunch of people to die, you know what I'm saying? But I do want to be able to look at the, a finale and say, okay, I know season four. Okay. This is what the landscape of the show of that particular universe is going to look like. I know what the boys, that, that particular faction is going to be. I know, I think I know where Homelander and his son are going to go. I think I know where, you know, you know, spoiler alert, like Maeve is going to go like, so, I thought the finale was perfect and that it set up season four uh, beautifully, um, but also still gave us enough action that we can kind of linger on uh, that finale in this season as a whole. So I loved it. Yeah. I think that it was like the perfect cap for like a, an incredible season of superhero content. Honestly, I, I think that 
you know, if if you've watched, listened to the show recently, especially last week, all my predictions were completely wrong. I was totally wrong, <laughs> and I was fine with that, except for one thing that I think happened in the in the show that I think shouldn't have happened, and I'm not sure that. Okay, I'll just put it this way: I think that the Soldier Boy being Homelander's dad, I I, I wish that everyone didn't know that in the final episode. I wish that like the characters kind of found out in that moment. I think that would have, I mean, they made it work because the show is so good and the writers are so good at telling the story and it wasn't like it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that would have had a bigger impact on the characters. If in that final battle scene, they learned that, Oh man, like Homelander is his dad or, or you know, soldier boy is Homelander's dad. What do y'all think about that? Did, did that, is that something that y'all thought about or Brittany, what do you think? I mean, personally, for me, I thought it was a little weird how in conversation between Butcher and Huey was like, you know, where Soldier Boy He's like, oh, you mean after he told us that Homelander's his son? I mean, that did sound a little odd. The way that Maeve and MM and everyone else found out from Huey was kind of like that was the reaction I think we all were like looking for and hoping for when they, you know, everyone else heard the news. But I see the point about waiting until i guess you could say the last possible moment with that showdown between homelander soldier boy butcher and then uh with mave as well that would have been like whoa now we really now we're we're not sure what's really going to happen here because like mave said are they going to fucking kill each other or are they going to hug you know because that it could have gone either way and almost it almost looked like it was going to go soft where Soldier Boy was going to embrace Homelander as his child, and and even his grandson Ryan was was in the room too. So it's just kind of like, oh, this is not going to be good. He's totally going to switch sides. But then Soldier Boy said what he said to Homelander about being weak and like a sniveling like little pussy or whatever, and, and yeah. just basically saying like you're I'm you're a disappointment. Right, echoing what Soldier Boy's father said about him. Him, so I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" Like how, how even though I think we wanted things to turn out, it still the message was still received, right? And it still ended up turning into like a great showdown. Frank, I had no problems with the with um, him finding out prior. Um, I think the reason I say that because I like how he kind of contemplated what to do the last episode and a half of like, should I erase him as my son? Should I, you know, should I kill this guy? It's like, and, and Eckers, Eccles, he's such a great actor. And like seeing, seeing the, uh, see him weigh the options uh, the last, I guess, episode or so, or whether or not to, to, to bring him in and, and, and let him have the forefront um, of, of the stardom of being the, you know, the guy or, or or killing him. So seeing because like I had no idea how it was gonna go in the final showdown. And I think him going back and forth with that prior to the showdown gave it a little bit more um gave it a little bit more I guess of a pregnant pause a climax uh so to speak. Yeah I mean I think they did it well. I just I for my personal taste I just wish it would have been like this big reveal at the end. Tristan, what do you think about that? Um, for me, I think I can. I, I see. I see how it would have been probably a little bit more climatic. 
uh, if we find out in the finale, but finding out in the penultimate episode, to me at least, gave the finale more weight, like in, in anticipation. It's like, what's gonna happen? The same kind of conflict um, that Brittany brought up was like, okay, are they gonna, is, is finding out that Homelander's his son, is that going to change the dynamic between Homelander and, and uh, Soldier Boy, or you know, is it only going to? I'm cynical, so I thought that it wouldn't change anything. <laughs> like, I thought that um, there, there are no happy endings in, in this show, so right. I thought that it was definitely going to lead to more conflict because everybody involved has daddy issues, uh, honestly, in, in the show, but yeah. definitely within the Soldier Boy, Homelander, and Ryan uh, dynamic. So I, it didn't, you know, it, it didn't ruin anything for me. Like I said, if anything, it made me anticipate the finale more. Um, and if Soldier Boy would have lived, it would have given more weight to season four. Uh, or Soldier Boy is alive, but you know, if right, he would have, right. you know, not been put on ice, it would have right. given a lot more levity to season four. So I was cool with it. I think the the thing that we you know we learn is we they did do a good job of we so we found out that everyone basically knew about Soldier Boy being. Homelander's dad throughout the episode. And, you know, several times they showed Butcher convincing Soldier Boy, hey, you got to go through with this. Homelander's not really your son. You're, you're, you've got to kill him. You have to hold up your end of the deal. And then lo and behold, it's, Sol- it's Soldier Boy does hold up his end of the deal. And it's Butcher who just, who kind of, you know, you know, he doesn't want to kill you- Ryan. So my, my thing is like, and that, don't you, I mean, Butcher made a mistake, don't y'all think? He had the chance to take out Homelander. And now that chance is gone. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, I think ultimately in order to accomplish his goal of having Soldier Boy to use him as the ultimate weapon to take out Homelander, either depower him or to just kill him, that was a poor decision. But Butcher's ultimate reason is a promise that he made to Becca as she was dying, which, you know, some people can feel one way or another about it. And that's fine. But for Butcher, he knew he was. A shitty person or rather he knows he's a shitty person he always felt that he wasn't going to be a good father and that's kind of why he pushed ryan away earlier on in this season and so even though he did all that he still wanted to protect ryan in his own sort of way but did did you notice the the dynamic change where with with the end of season two you know ryan like latched on a butcher pretty quickly at the very end whereas at the end of this season, we saw Ryan latch onto Homelander very quickly. And it was just very disturbing, very just startling in general. It's like Ryan's lost at this point. But going back to your question, uh, Tristan, do you think that that Butcher made a mistake in protecting Ryan or not? I think that's a natural part of Butcher's arc. Um, when you say like they're, Ryan's lost. Ryan's lost. Homelander's lost. Butcher's lost. Um, they're all lost um, in some type of way, especially in relation to like their fathers or their dads. Um, like I said, it, it fits Butcher's arc because Butcher, as we've known through three seasons, has been has always lived on the edge. He's always um, been the by any means necessary guy. And what we start to see slowly towards the second half of season three was him realizing that he can't be that much to the edge and there are other things to live for outside of whatever the mission is um and he's been all about the mission pretty much since he left home 
it, uh, going back to the, the flashback. So him protecting Ryan, he Frank and I were just talking about this the other day. Like he could only Butcher can only be so much on the edge, right? And every character on every show that is expected to be some type of pro protagonist, they have to come back from the edge at some point, yeah. right? If yeah. Butcher would have let Ryan be harmed, he would have been so far beyond like just the natural progression of his arc that it would it would not have been believable. Yeah. So like he had to do that because even Butcher has like that 5% of good in him and he just, he used it on Ryan uh, pretty much uh, outside of like any other part of his life. Frank, what do you think about that? Um, no, I think he did the right thing. I think the previous episode where, um, is it Mind Reader? That that villain that, that put him under? Mindstorm was the Mindstorm. So I think that episode was a prelude to the finale in, in terms of you see in depth of why Butcher the way he is uh, and, the, and the incredible guilt that he carried along with going to the army and leaving Lenny, Lenny behind and Lenny committed suicide. That, to me, that scene or that episode showed you that there has to be there has to be um, uh, a different avenue for him to come back to where he's always been, and you know when the show started and you know Frenchie and, and and Mother's Milk and all these guys, there was so much collateral damage with all the missions that they had been doing, and I think for his character or like like Tristan is saying, there has to be somewhere there has to be a, a, a climax or a turning point for him, um, and I think I think him being him remembering what happened to Lenny and and his his own little way saving Huey, um, if he doesn't save Ryan, then it's just it's just same old butcher. And at that point, he's he's eroding as a character. And I, I don't think for the sake of the storyline, you don't want that for Butcher. There has there has to be a there has to be a turning point to where he's he sees more than the mission. And I think Ryan is that walking reminder, the remix version of Lenny and Huey. I think that's that's well put. And and Justin to kind of further the point. As Drew put out, if Butcher had taken out Homelander, there'd be no season four. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want <laughs> to lose any of these characters because I love this show. But I mean, at certain points, you know, you lead up to like something's got to give, you know, and it seemed like this was a perfect chance for like, obviously, Butcher didn't expect for Ryan to be there. and That, that kind of threw a monkey wrench into everything. But um, I mean, I, I totally get it. Like, you, you know, you got to keep the story going. It makes sense for Butcher's character arc. That, that totally makes sense. I just think that in the moment, it's like, man, this is what you've been building up to. This is your one chance. And the, the idea also that I, I like the idea of maybe they don't kill Homelander, but maybe they depower him. Because what, what what would Homelander be like as depowered? Now, granted, they might just depower him and then kill him because he'll just be a human being. But I would like to see that that story play out some some way because I think with him without his power, that's because that's like an old Superman storyline that happens in every kind of form of Superman is there's always a part where he loses his powers and how does he deal with that? I think it'd be interesting for the like kind of evil Superman or the, you know, the definitely not the, not the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman to uh, lose his power. How does he get his power back? Does he get his power back? How does he adjust to that? That just seemed like an interesting idea that maybe wasn't going to happen this season or maybe it'll never happen, but it's something that I had in mind that I think would be kind of a cool, cool thing to see, but that's, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, what do y'all think about, to me, one of the most shocking moments in this, in this episode was Black Noir's death. Not so much that he died. Cause I, I thought he might die like in the, 
you know, in some kind of final battle. But the way he died, I was I was pretty shocked by that. I I did not see that coming. As you know, like like I said last week, I predicted that Black Noir would would make it to next season because we'd have like a Batman versus Superman with Black Noir being Batman and Homelander being Superman. Somehow they were going to take out uh, Soldier Boy and make it to season four, but uh, so, uh, Black Noir only made it through half the episode. Uh, was that a surprising death to y'all? The death, the way he died, for sure. Um, right. I, I didn't. I I struggle with this man because Black Noir is such an obscure character, and we didn't. Outside of what maybe two short fighting scenes with with Kimiko, and I think. And a terrorist. I haven't really seen his four assortment of skills and, and what he can do. And I was hoping to at least get a a, a showdown, you know, with um with with uh, Soldier Boy, um, because like the episode the episode prior, how they were setting up the you know the the Looney Tunes characters trying to work up his confidence to face his fears and you know you know fight the fight the guy that had been bullying him you know throughout his whole career. I was hoping to at least see that. And if Soldier Boy would have killed him, I would have been fine with that. But yeah, I was I was I was very surprised how he went out. Um, Tristan, what do you think? I was not surprised at all. Um, I made two predictions uh, before the finale on deaths. Um, I said either Maeve was going to um, go bye bye, <laughs> or <laughs> she would actually like you know kill either Soldier Boy or Homelander. Or, and I definitely thought Black Noir was dying because of the in the penultimate episode of like the kind of ramping up that like his psyche basically was doing to fight soldier boy usually when somebody gets like gassed up to fight like a un um an unstoppable force they usually lose that that fight um so i, I thought that i i did not see homelander killing them but i think it's poetic that basically black Moore has been under two team leads right he's been under soldier boy and he's been under homelander yeah Homelander, he had the closer relationship. I've theorized because he can't speak and Homelander has no reason to like treat him badly because he can't speak, he can't talk back. Um, so I think it is poetic that he was killed by the team leader that he followed more, that he felt a little bit more comfortable with in preparation for the one that he was absolutely going to lose to anyway. So yeah. I, I definitely thought Black Noir's death... Um, was coming i just thought it would be at the hands of soldier boy instead of homelander and black noir kind of was like a kind of a big brother character for homelander he he kind of was like the guy because of stan edgar who was kind of watching over homelander so that you know as you can tell whenever when noir left in the last episode or maybe it's two episodes ago you know that hurt homelander and then so when noir came back he was excited to, he was excited to see him but then he knew that that he you know he knew obviously about uh soldier boy uh, Brittany, did the death of Black Noir surprise you or how it happened? I, I was 100% surprised, like, for sure, because, like, you know, we've made predictions before. I was pretty adamant that Maeve and Frenchie were going to be the ones to go out this season for various reasons. It never really occurred to me that Black Noir could have potentially been on the chopping block. Um, I was hoping... You know, like Tristan said earlier, there's really no happy endings for anyone. I mean, one could argue that maybe Maeve has a happy ending in in a fashion, but with Black Noir, because of the fact that it seemed he ran away from his problems, he was 
uh, counseled by his imaginary friends. He came back. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get back with, you know, the rest of the seven or at least Homelander. and We're going to take on Soldier Boy. And that went sideways really quickly because obviously he knew information that was important to Homelander and Homelander felt betrayed. The very fact, and this was literally my first thought was <clears throat> not only was he, was Blackmore killed very gruesome uh, with the intestines like spilling out of him and what have you. Um, I know John, my husband was watching it with me and he's like, he's not dead. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I'm, I don't know how you recover from that. But, um, but I thought to myself, like the very fact that Homelander killed his own kind. Okay. Cause he's kind of big about that, about, you know, sticking together with your own kind. It's, it's us versus them kind of thing, but he was betrayed quote unquote by his own kind. And then he goes and later and later on, says to A-Train, you know, how could you kill your own kind? And then A-Train's kind of like, the fuck? Like, you just looking at Noir's mask, like, you did the same fucking shit. Like, what difference does it make? So it's um, the very fact that we see that Homelander is literally capable of anything. It doesn't matter who you are, super not, you get on his bad side, and you're potentially going to be taken out of this world. But the the way that black noir went out i was i was actually really sad by it i'm like no he deserved more <laughs> i don't know why he deserves more but he does and especially like to see the like the looney tune kind of characters like they're 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 like it you know bidding a farewell to him basically um so since the finale eric kripke this uh, the showrunner he's done a lot of press and i've been uh, reading and watching youtube videos about what he's been saying and so I might as well just talk about this now. So Black Noir, the current version is dead, but Black Noir is a mantle that can be passed on. And I believe there's going to be a Black Noir next season. And it's probably going to be played by the okay. same guy because the guy who's been playing Black Noir since the first season, we've never seen his face. Mm -hmm. We only saw the guy, the flashback, that different actor playing the, uh, the, the character in the flashback. So, um, the guy, I don't, I don't know his last name. Irving something was his, uh, was the the guy who died, but we're gonna have another Black Noir. It sounds like so. All right. I, I thought that was. I, I saw, I saw that um interview. Yeah. Uh, that the showrunner did. Can I, can I say go something ahead. real quick? Sure. Uh, go ahead. Just jump in. Uh, we're talking about Black Noir and like these imaginary, um, like Looney Tunes characters. When I was watching that, uh, in the episode seven, like got me thinking like the real true story about the boys is like what happened to them when they, when they were all kids. Like all of them are mm -hmm. dealing with and coping with the trauma that came from either just like poor childhood or the childhood that they had to like kind of manipulate having yeah. the superpowers. Like in the last episode when, uh, you know, Black Noir is in his, his cabin and uh, the Looney Tunes characters are talking about him. They kind of run through all these different things that he did, <laughs> like oh yeah, when you that time you impaled that that kid, or yeah, you, yeah, you know whatever paralyzed the kid, like there's all these little side things that just kind of get swept aside, swept aside because they they're superheroes basically. Um, so like I'm I'm very interested in like understanding every person, every superhero's like backstory, like what was Black Noir like as a kid, what was we know what Homeland his life like was was like as a kid. We know with Starlight, the, the different things that she had to uh, overcome and go through as a kid. A-Train, like, everything, like, the true story is, like, what happened to them 
yeah. either before they got their powers or like when they were kids and they got those powers. Like I'll be interested in seeing that. Yeah, I mean, even like Soldier Boy, we found out his backstory that the fact that you know his Captain America kind of uh, upbringing or you know humble beginnings weren't so humble. His dad was a rich businessman, and he like he was a uh, um, you know his his father thought he was a disappointment, and then he gets you know part of these uh, compound V trials, and he becomes the strongest man in the world. And still, his dad you know doesn't approve, thinks he took the took the easy way out. But that's a really good point because you're right; every single character has had something, some kind of trauma early on that's led him to here. And it, it would be interesting to find out if there was like one, like maybe, maybe the deep, I mean, the deep is kind of a comedic character. Maybe he had like kind of a normal upbringing. And then just one day they got, they gave him a shot at the doctor's office and he became, you know, this like dime store version of Aquaman. I don't know, but you're right. All the other characters are definitely, they've had all these issues and that's really interesting uh, to play off. And that one thing great about this season not that the other seasons weren't great, but this season really made every character feel important. And they, they kept that going throughout every episode up until the finale where, you know, in the past, like you definitely, it was, it's Homelander focus, it's butcher focus, but this season, every character had the spotlight on them and you, you had a feeling for every character. And with that, I want to talk about Kamiko a little bit because her acting in this season for a character who does not speak, her, that actress, she's so impressive with the her the the expression the expressions on her face and the way she does her sign language. It's so like it's so impressive that she's like it's very she, passionate, right? It's like I don't know sign language, but like you can kind of understand what she's you know what she's like you know gesturing or or you know trying to communicate to people. And I think that that character, like, not that she. Not that the character wasn't interesting in seasons one and two, but th- that character definitely, like, you know, peaked this season, in my opinion. Well, and that's what happens when you have good writers and you have a good character arc and, and story development. I know Frank is probably dying to talk about Kimiko because he just loves Karen Fukuhara, you know, with, a, with I think, maybe a fiery passion at this point. I don't know. Um, but the fact that... <laughs> but the fact, yes, you're right. For, for a non speaking character to still convey emotion and you feel her pain you feel her her willingness to get the compound v again so that she can protect those that she loves and and much like with noir you felt for i at least i did you could feel for noir when he ran away when he found out that soldier boy was back and just having to kind of fight within himself about standing it standing up to soldier boy to to take him out i mean you you can kind of feel that internal battle because that's something that everyone i think can relate to in one fashion or another frank talk about karen i know how much you love her i think the writing for karen was a hundred out of a hundred um given that this the, the climate of women's rights in this country and and it being synonymous with her her story arc like when we see her in season one and season two you know, we talk about the internment camp that she was in and, 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 and how she was forced to be given these powers and didn't have an option. Didn't have a, her and her brother didn't have an option in, in the matter at all. And um, and her saying that, you know, I want these powers to protect my family, the right to choose. That really, Kripke and those guys did a great job of really like taking the temperature of this country and like putting it in the show with Kimiko's character. Because giving her the right to choose to, to, to get the, the compound view for the second time and protect our family, you know, uh, Frenchie and, and the boys. 
that 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 held so much weight with me and be able to convey that with no words, just strictly emotion. Um, you know, the text message seeing her talking to Starlight, you know, trying begging her to get the, the compound B and like it was just that was exquisite acting to the fullest. And to be able to convey that with with just um sign language and and, and facial expressions was just it was just it's it's touching. It really and, is and in turn her kind of pleading to Frenchie while he's, you know, uh, doing lines in the bathroom, she's pretty much trying to snap him out of him and be like, listen, like we've got, we've got a job to do, you know, get your shit together. And, you know, he tried to help her when she was down after, you know, her brother and that kind of thing. And it went sideways and he was mad that he couldn't communicate with her. You know, you don't teach me the sign language, whatever. And, and so she made adjustments. Now she wants to help him and save him. And, and, and she told him like, I, I look at you and I see Moncur and I'm like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. It's so sweet. They're going to fall in love and have like these adorable babies and live in Marseille, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, she, she's phenomenal. I think the whole casting acting wise, everyone in this show is phenomenal. And I'm, I just couldn't be happier with <laughs> With everything that we've seen thus far. So, so Tristan, what are your thoughts on Kamiko, her season, and uh, maybe what do you see for her in the future? Um, so I thought Kamiko was and is uh, super important. I thought actually she was going to be like the Arya start of the, of the finale. Um, I thought she was going to come in and she she was going to be the one to either kill Soldier Boy or. Uh, depower Homelander because um, I, I think the storyline is building towards her being like at, at least one of the, the primary saviors uh, of the show or just of, of that group. Um, I love Kamiko. I love the the differentiation of her character. Like we have a character, like I say, who doesn't speak. Uh, we have a character who is uh, who's foreign, who has his story with Compound V, which is completely different. From everybody else it wasn't like she wasn't being paraded around as a child like this is she was being used as a, a pawn of war basically uh so her perspective about being a, a soup uh is much different than everybody else and it, it's honestly needed like we need that we need that perspective of hey like i'm not doing this because for glory i'm not doing this because you know I just want to be over people like this is something that I, this is like a disease basically that she's dealing with. Um, and when you see it from that, you're able to, to see the compound V and just being a soup from a much more um, compassionate perspective with Kamiko. And I think you need that because when you see it with everybody else, it's just like, look at these really powerful people being much more powerful beings, entities flexing their power over everybody else. And with Kamiko it's not like that. It's just like, I really don't want to do this. Is there's there's a much more altruistic uh, method to her powers and how she uses them. So I think Kamiko is needed going forward. I think we just continue to watch her grow as a liberated human being, right? Somebody who can make her own decisions, who can act, whether you know violently or non-violently, for the right reasons. And I think she's like the the best. Huey lost that this this uh this season. Uh she Kamiko is the best like moral compass for the show. 
And I, I think that's her, her best trait. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I, um, she really, like, you know, Frank, you made a good point about how now, you know, she she chose to go back to the compound V. So she's definitely like a an empowered person, not just a superpowered person, but an empowered person. And uh, Tristan, I think you're right. She's, you know, I didn't think about the Arya Stark thing. That's that's a great uh, great analogy. That would have been that would have been a really cool way to, especially like if if Homelander had like got his hand on, hands on Frenchie, that would have been a perfect thing for her to come in and make that save. Um, but that could have happened. I mean, given that everything happened in the tower, that could definitely happen. And and speaking of the tower, let's talk about the the final battle because that was that was like thirty minutes of like just insanity. I mean, it was just you know, epic. Yeah, it's you know like they, the way it started, it was just so like casual, like they like uh uh you know butcher. How did it start? Did Homelander walk in? Well, Homelander's there, of course. There's the tower. And so butcher, Homelander's yeah, yeah he's there. So but Homelander's there. He's watching old archival footage of Soldier Boy. I, I'm assuming what's D Day, uh, because we we've been told to believe that Soldier Boy was there when uh they stormed. Normandy and the line of you know these guys you know they're the real heroes which is something that Homelander says he kind of chuckles at that but behind him enters Butcher Soldier Boy and Queen Maeve and and the greeting of scorched earth between Homelander and and Butcher's exchange because the whole idea is that they were going to face off at some point as what we were kind of told in the very beginning of the season and now that Soldier Boy is in the mix, it's kind of like, well, Homelander is like, well, I'm your son. You know, we, we're a family. And, you know, that's kind of all I've ever wanted. By the way, enter Ryan. Here's your grandson. You know, you have all of us. We have each other. You think it's this really sweet moment, I guess, in a weird way, that, you know, Soldier Boy is going to change sides. And like what we talked about earlier, Soldier Boy ultimately says that Homelander is a disappointment because he cares about stupid stuff like attention and he's weak and that pisses off Homelander. And so they're about to start getting into a scuffle. And even Ryan, Ryan actually uses his lasers to take out, quote unquote, Soldier Boy. Like, were y'all expecting Ryan to showcase his powers in any kind of fashion during this whole exchange? Yeah, I, I figured we'd see some. I mean, if he's going to be there, he's going to ha- do something. I mean that that didn't surprise me. Just like the way the fight kind of broke down, that that's what I thought was really kind of creative with it. How you had, like you said, Ryan breaks it up. Yeah, you, know, you have the you have Maeve, you have uh, Butcher and uh, Soldier Boy trying to take out Homelander. Then Ryan takes out uh, Soldier Boy, and then they we kind of pair off with you know Butcher. Then because. Soldier Boy then hit like Ryan knocked him into like a you know shelf or whatever, and then uh, Butcher turns against Soldier Boy. Then we got Maeve one on one against uh, Homelander, which you, know, you obviously got like you got Wonder Woman versus Superman. You have that that kind well, of battle going on. Well, that only happens after Butcher and Soldier Boy user their uh, Soldier Boy. Sorry, Homelander. Homelander, yeah, yeah. User laser whatever they briefly team Soulja up Boy. they yeah, briefly they team up look at each other and then it's like all right you deal with yeah. him i gotta go deal with ryan and then Maeve's like hey asshole wham but then just the fighting like to watch like soldier boy like ragdoll you know uh annie and <laughs> kamiko and butcher he throws butcher through the 
through the uh, the desk at the, on the uh, the VNN or the Vought, uh, whatever in Vought News Studios, and then he takes a shield like he's going to do like the Captain America thing or the the uh, I guess it's like uh, the other Captain the Winter Soldier Captain America and the Falcon the Winter Soldier thing, and then we get the save from uh, from Annie and MM come in. It's just like it's a free for all. I mean, and it's all happening right there in the studio. Frank, what what are your thoughts on that that final battle? I just knew someone was gonna lose their head. I, yeah. with, with all the laser beaming and all the ragdolling, I, I just, I just figured someone was gonna take somebody out. Um, the, the, the Ryan aspect is what is what I was more intrigued on. Um, I think I'm, I'm not sure. You said to Justin or Tristan how he how he fastly attached to to Homelander, and um, I, I think this is this is my prediction. I've been over 100 so far, but my prediction is that he takes out Homelander. In a serious finale, I think he's going to be the one. Since the father, he's going to be the one that takes out Homelander um, towards the end. But I was really concerned. I thought Ryan was either going to take out Soldier Boy or take out one of the boys because um, because his powers are still pretty unstable. He hasn't quite learned how to hone everything. So I was I was stressed from that standpoint. Like, I man, he's going to take somebody out like like he did his own mama. But the 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 fighting scenes were just they were they were so hectic and so fast paced. Um, it had it had me on the edge of my seat the whole the whole time. Um, I can't wait to see, you know, what next season brings as far as like this this new faction between Homelander and and his son. Um, but no, it, it was it was exquisite. I loved it. So Tristan, what was your favorite moment or maybe your standout moment from that kind of final battle? Well, I have three. Okay. Um, well, three thoughts. I'll say. First thought about Ryan is it's time to shit or get off the pot, little man. Like, is he, I mean. <laughs> Gotta do something. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Do something. Um, second thought was Maeve versus Homelander. Maeve was getting with Homelander. Like Maeve, she 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 brought it. Um, and I think she's she's kind of been waiting all season for that. Like she's been seeing like Homeland is vulnerable. Um, he can't be bruised. Uh, he can't he he can't be scared. Like he he's uh not unflappable with everybody. So May versus Homelander was a great uh, undercard. Um, I thought she was like, she was putting the brakes on him uh, at a certain point. My last point was uh, Starlight. Who knew? Because <laughs> every time every time she like even threatened her powers throughout the season, like everybody just kind of looked at her like, shut the fuck up. Right. Like, every time she like put her eyes on, it was like, sweetheart, like I will kill you really quickly. So to see her like really just kind of fuck shit up, um, with the added, you know, light resource, lets me know like her between her, Kamiko, and maybe Maeve, maybe that's the big three yeah. uh, for ne- for next season. Um, I think I think all three of them together are actually going to be the ones to take out Homelander. Uh, Starlight showed me a lot in in this finale. So and, hashtag and think, girls get uh, it done. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I, I think Maeve had to be taken off the board a little bit. Like maybe not killed, but right. she had to be taken out in some type of way because you need Annie to step up and you can't have Annie step up with Maeve there, always, you know, willing right. to save and help out. So those are my thoughts on the on that finale, that final yeah. scene. Yeah, and you bring up a good point because I, I think that I think that Annie might be the one to take out Homelander. Because now we see that she can fly. She has like she has super strength. She can fly now, and she has, 
you know, some form of like laser eyes. So, well, hold on. Right. I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit because the, she can fly the added resources of all the light, the energy, because without any of that, she, she can't well, yeah. use her eyes. She can't do any of that because Huey was, you know, maxing out everything from the control center with, with everything in the studio. So it's, I don't think she can necessarily do it on her own unless she's like juiced up, if you will. Maybe not, but I mean, in the right circumstances, she has a similar power set to Homelander. I guess that's what, I, you know, she's not exactly the same level, but she's, you know, I mean, you look at the boys now, like the boys are much stronger than they were last season. Like no question. I think, it's best, I think it's best oh. that she doesn't have like complete supreme power. Yeah. Cause that's still, that's what makes her, that's, that's what humanizes her. Um, right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the best. Well, and I think too, because she's always wanted to be a real superhero. She wasn't about, the marketing or the points or the attention she wanted to do a job and she wanted to do it her way, I guess you could say. And so now that she's completely abandoned the starlight name, the costume Vought in general, and is, you know, teaming up with the boys. I mean, now the boys are actual two soups stronger or a soup stronger because obviously keep go. But, uh, you know, now that Butcher shouldn't be taking Compound View, because who knows if that's actually going to stop him, given his uh, his new, you know, time frame of life. Uh, Annie is for sure not going to let Huey take any of that that stuff anymore. And I don't think any one of them is really willing to take Compound V unless the story changes come season four. But um, she's definitely an asset without question to the boys uh, because she does bring in that strength and that source of power. Um, I, I love the fact that Huey in a way was able to save her because that's kind of all that he's wanted to do. He wanted to save Annie and he's used her up if you will. And um, she took out soldier boy really quickly and then swoop in MM. I love the fact that this season had a lot to do with MM and his storyline and just, finding out why he felt so strongly about soldier boy and him being able to use the knockout gas on soldier boy to, you know, pretty much take him out of the game. Right. And say, you know, this is for my family. Fuck you kind of thing. So I thought that was incredible. Frank. Um, what's the question? Was there a question? Just talk your about thoughts. Oh my thoughts! <laughs> like just MM his season and, and like how he you know talk about like you know, obviously he he talks to his daughter about what happened in the previous episode when he knocked Todd out and uh, just just elaborate on MM season. Yeah, well, I mean with MM, I mean the, the the PTSD from losing shit most of his family from that one night of such a boy throwing the car through the through the, the apartment. Um, I mean that's that's some shit that he he has to he has to carry you know carry for the rest of his life, you know, waking up his grandfather and that guilt um, and be able to somewhat, I don't know if it's closure. Cause he, cause I mean, cause sort of was back down under um, in, in stasis, but, um, but being able to take some somewhat control of his life and being able to uh, put it into sort of boy temporarily. Um, I think more importantly, being able to be absolutely unequivocally vulnerable to his daughter and like laying out everything to his daughter, like, look, you know, I'm not okay. 
you know, this is what I've been going through, um, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm your father. I still love you. Um, but this is going to be a, a day-to-day struggle for me. And, um, and and so I think him being vulnerable with his daughter was was was, was a beautiful thing. Um, him knocking out his wife's his wife's uh, husband, new husband was was dope as hell. And uh, and the memes I saw from that was was crazy as hell too. But um, to see all of that come come to play for from uh, for Mother's Milk, I think he's gonna be a primetime player in season four. Um, and and more importantly. To, to stay to his virtues, I think in season in season three when we see Hugh, we kind of waver, you know his his fears of of not of not being strong enough to protect you know Starlight or anybody, you know Butcher you know going off the hinge a little bit. Throughout the whole season, Mother's Milk was kind of like you know this is this is why I believe this is my virtues. I'm not I'm not swaying from my virtues as far as like taking compound D and trying to level the playing field, um, especially when the playing field looks really unlevel at one point. When we thought Homelander and Soldier Boy might be, you know, on the same team, um, seeing that and seeing that how he never wavered, I, that was a, I have number pure respect for him. Him and Kamiko were to me were the MVPs of the season. Yeah, and, Eminem was uh, strong throughout. Go ahead, Tristan. Oh, I'm just saying, like Eminem, Eminem, uh, his storyline kind of just go. It rolls into like this, the bigger theme of like toxic masculine. <laughs> like each male on the show is dealing with some trauma. And it's, uh, the underlying message is like, if you don't deal with this trauma, it will resurface in some type of way, especially if you have like, you know, superhuman powers and such. So like Eminem, Eminem is dealing with the trauma from his childhood. That is that again is um, Huey, who's dealing with the insecurity that he feels dating a soup who is just stronger. And as a man, how do you deal with, you know, being the, the, the established weaker one? Um, butcher, you know, childhood trauma. Like uh, MM, his storyline just fits in with everybody else. All the other trauma that the males, uh, the men on that show, are just trying to overcome. And when and the ones who don't, those that trauma and the, and the stuff that comes with it just kind of uh, engulfs them. Like deep, like the deep is unsavable at this point. Like he he's completely oblivious. He has no self awareness. Um, he has no place uh, anywhere. Like there's no, he there's nowhere where he feels like family. There's no family. You know, his wife left. Homelander is the big brother who doesn't want him, who doesn't respect him. And he's just con- constantly trying to appease people and trying to show that he's more than what he is, which is uh, a very vain, idiotic, you know, B plus, B level super, uh, superhero. Yeah, it's it's interesting with we talk about uh, the deep and then you talk about somebody like a train where it looks like a train. He you know, he's being confronted with all the things that have gone wrong in his life and all the things he's done. I mean, let's see with his brother where his brother's like, hey, I don't ever want to see you again. Don't come to my house. You know, you you killed this guy. I know you killed this guy and you did it for you. And like, you know, you you know, you've always been about you. Now it's, you know, just don't 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 come around here anymore. And I think, you know, I think in season four, I think we're going to see A-Train start to make that turn where he realizes he's got to do something. And I wonder if we're going to see the deep make that same, get to that same point where he realizes like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Homelander's puppet until he doesn't need me anymore. And 
there's that great line that Holander, Holander told, you know, the whole group that was the, well, you know, the seven, the seven that are left, which is like three or four people. He said, look, like Noir was more valuable to me than all of you put together. You know, and obviously he killed him. And he's like, you know, y'all are not my family. Remember that. So uh, I, I just wonder, you know, eventually are we going to see all these characters team up against Homelander? And, you know, maybe with Ryan too, but I just, I, I just, I'd like to see, hopefully we see a train and deep make that turn next year. Cause if they don't make that turn, I mean, maybe the deep is right. Like you said, maybe he's not, he's too far gone, but you got to think that a train now that his brother has basically disowned him. What else does he have? You know, like nothing matters anymore. He's ruined you know, people's lives and yeah, he has a new heart, but, and now he can use his power, but you know, what, what's the next step for him? Brittany, what do you think? It, it would be just horrible. He, he literally has a second lease on life given that he has the heart of a fucking racist inside of him, but nonetheless, he's been given a second lease on life and and has essentially lost everything. He he lost his family. He is not in favor with Homelander because Homelander said, you know, how could you kill your own kind? And Adrian's kind of looking at him like the fuck you just did the same thing, but somehow it's wrong that I did it. And, and he did it, what, twice. He did it, he twice. Did it twice. Yeah, he did it twice. Exactly. <laughs> so like, whatever. I mean, yes, a train has, has killed several, several times, but nonetheless, he has a second lease on life. I just hope this wouldn't be like a Jamie Lannister kind of story arc where you think he's going to go and do the right thing. And then at the last possible second, he's going to revert back to exactly how it Tristan's already shaking his head. He's like, nah, like, no, this can't, this can't be. No, I'm mad but, you brought that up in the first place. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to think about season eight of Game of Thrones. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's the best like connection I can give. It's a sore I'd spot be, for all of us, honestly. I know. It, it really, really is, honestly yeah. is. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I, I would hate to see that happen. And again, this is where I, I will stand and die on this hill that the writers and creators of this show know exactly what they're doing. They know, they know their formula. They know the direction that they want to take these characters in. And I think with a train it's he he needs to stand up for himself and if that ends up getting him killed then fine he can be that martyr or whatever you know kind of like how queen Maeve went out in a way right but the fact that all right you you can have everything you get the money you can run again you can you know do this and that but you have you don't have your family what now like what now so i just hope that his direction would would actually pan out into something and um actually mean do we much more than than what it could be but do we get a stand edgar appearance in season four for sure i was stunned sure. he wasn't in the finale i thought we'd see him somehow in the finale but yeah he's got to be back does does um ogre uh, run for vice president now on the ballot is that, I guess my question is, is that in favor in a, in a work of Stan's plan? Or is she, is she going, she doing her own, uh, her own planning here? Cause like, I don't know what her goal is. So <clears throat> my question is, what is, in you guys' opinion, what is her goal? What is the end game for her? I think she's going to take out Singer and be the president, the presidential candidate. 
I mean, she that was obviously the small favor that she needed from Homelander to take out the the VP pick, which is what Homelander had deep do obviously he's like that's treason he's like oh big word uh (laughs) which was hilarious to me but i think i think victoria just wants it all she wants to be top dog she doesn't want anyone questioning her and if she absolutely needs to she literally will pop people's heads off and i think that if she took out edgar for her own personal gain i don't think he's safe with her or around her. I I would hope that we get Edgar back. I just don't know in what capacity if he's going to try to take back his position with Vought again. I don't know. So with her playing both sides, uh, was that episode seven when she was talking to Starlight about you help me, me help you? Was that more so of like putting a plan together in case Homeland goes rogue as well? Like Cause like I I feel like I feel like at some point Homelander and Victoria are, are gonna come to a head like because they they both crave power they both crave attention. Oh, I thought you say they were gonna smash. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, no. But I feel like they they both they they both have this power this 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 hunger for power, and I feel like sooner or later it's gonna clash. It's you know I, I think there's definitely a team up in the future because let's not forget that her daughter has taken compound V. We don't know how her daughter is doing, if she survived, uh, what kind of powers she now has. I mean, I'm kind of envisioning Vought's going to shift its position from being that of the seven to being Homelander and his son. And they like take on the world, if you will, they're, they are Vought. And I wouldn't be surprised if Victoria Newman, would kind of position herself similar with with her daughter. It's a big stretch, but I I could potentially see that happening. Well, they don't have any choice. Like there is no more seven, <laughs> so the seven is done. Um, I definitely think we we see Stan Edgar. I think he plays a big role in the, in season four. Um, somebody has to be in control of Vart. It can't be Homelander, can't be Ashley. Um, so I I definitely think he snakes his way back in. Um, and I think. See, I think season four, the big plot of season four, one is going to be um, Congressman Newman, we're now vice president can, uh, candidate <laughs> uh, Newman, um, gunning for the presidency. And then I think Homelander and everybody else is kind of separating from Vought. And like we just have these different entities. We have Vought, we have Homelander, we have the boys. And we just have these different entities, you know, fighting for power, fighting for to get rid of soups or fight for the, you know, imperialism of soups like that. I think that's where the conflict is going to be. And I think we might have some new soups join the, uh, join the show because as, as we saw this, you know, we, we've had the seven for a couple of years and that's kind of like the justice league this year. We're introduced to payback, which is kind of like the Avengers. And I think that in the future, we might have an X-Men style group called the G-Men, which is, that's what that's what they're called in the comics. Because there's a there's a boys spinoff show that's coming out, I think before season four. It's called Varsity, which is about like a, it's like a college age kind of soup show where they're, it's kind of like an X Men, like where there's like a you know Professor Xavier kind of home where they go to, and uh, that's what's next. And according to the showrunner Eric Kripke, he said that the storylines from season three are going to continue in this spinoff show. 
And then whatever happens in the spinoff show, those storylines will be picked up in season four. So season four, we might not get season four until 2024. I'm not sure. But this uh, varsity spinoff show is what's up next. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've got to add some new blood as far as the soups, just like how season two gave us Stormfront, season three gave us Soldier Boy. They've got to bring in something else as the, you know, as kind of like the the big bad or like the the season level boss, you know, until we get to obviously Homelander or, you know, like I said, Newman becoming president will obviously be a huge thing in the future if that's what happens. But eventually you got to take out Homelander. That's probably going to be in season five or if they go to season six. So, so on that discussion of if there's going to be a season five or season six, because we know we're getting a season four, that that much has already been established. Yep. How many seasons, how many more seasons do you think we'll actually get given Butcher's timeline? Because the fact that he's taken the compound V more than for sure, more than three times, let's say five, six times at this point, right. he's been given 12 to 18 months to live. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think for one, he's going to make it to even 12 months or is he going to continue taking the compound V and it's going to shorten his life that much more? I think he take. I think he gets his hands on the permanent version of the compound V. I think he becomes a full out soup and I think he dies a soup in the, in the, in the whatever last season um, the boys ends at. So do you think that they're, so for sure season four, but do you think it's going to go beyond a season four or? I could see six seasons. I could okay. see that. So I think, I think the storyline of, um, the presidential storyline with Victoria. Um, I think the varsity show is going to play a part two of extending the show a little bit longer as well. Um, but I think I think we get two more, well, three more seasons, four, five, and six. All right, Tristan, what what do you think? I don't think the show goes past season five. Um, yeah, <laughs> the perfect time to end, honestly. Um, and I forgot what the second question was. Um, oh, Butcher. Butcher, I think he makes it to the end of season five. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I only I only argue this just because it it is like Carl Urban's show. <laughs> um, he's also like a producer on the show. I'm thinking they're not going to like kill him and then the show is going to co- go on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's his show. But I, I think for sure we'll get a fifth season. I, I'm not I'm not sure if we'll get uh, six, I can't say that word, a number six. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I for sure think we'll get a, a fifth season. Justin, what do you think? No, I mean, Eric Kripke, like I said, I've read, he, he said that he predicted it'd be five seasons. Of course, he said the same thing about Supernatural. And Supernatural went 15 seasons. He only was a part of it for five seasons. I don't think it's going to go 15, but I can see, you know, much like what was happened with Game of Thrones, where, you know, Game of Thrones, those showrunners, they were ready to get be done with it. And HBO is like, no, 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 we like this show. We like people, you know, paying to watch our, our programming. So we like money. Right. And so I could see Amazon being like, yeah, well, let's continue this on now. You know, there's, there's, you know, with adding spinoffs to it is going to give it some life. My thing is with, as far as butcher making it to, to the final season, if that's season five is really how much time we have in between season three and season four. Because between season two and three was like for what in the storyline they said was about a year. Like they even say that in the right. descriptions and stuff. So 
I wonder how soon this um, this uh, spinoff show starts, and then in what in what timeline proximity is it to season four starting? You know, because mm-hmm. you know Butcher has only so long to live. I, I agree with Frank. I think there's going to be some kind of compound V is like the magic elixir that you know solves his cancer or w- whatever issue he has. Um, and maybe yeah, he becomes a full blown soup, and then he dies fighting Homelander or something in the end. But I, I do think we're going to be guaranteed for five seasons. I I I feel like they're going to want to do more just because it's so successful. And here's here's my tip for Amazon. Not that they need my help, but for future seasons, just give us one episode a week. Like <laughs> that that three episode drop that they did this season, last season, I understand why they do that, but this show does not need that. This show has the goods. It's just like game of Thrones. Game of Thrones doesn't do that. Game of Thrones. I mean, HBO is different. They do weekly anyway with everything, but when you have a show, Game of Thrones doesn't exist anymore. Justin house of the dragons about to start up. That's fair. That's fair. Like late, late August or something. We're going to talk all about it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have a show this good and this action packed and story packed, and there's just so much to it one episode a week is plenty. And I think instead of like the boys being a hot topic for six weeks, you could, the boys could be a hot topic for two weeks, you know, like think about, compare that to like stranger things, which I've never watched stranger things, but I know it's super popular and people love it. But in a couple of weeks, no one's going to be talking about stranger things. And it just, they just dropped it all. And then they brought this, I think they split up the seasons or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like you only have a short shelf life when you do that, that uh, binge model drop. With the way the boys is doing, people are talking about this show, and more people are watching this show now than watched in season one. And it's because they're spacing it out, and they're you know they're giving people like us and all kinds of people to talk about this show, and it just generates more inter- interest. And so, so my thing is in the future, just give us one episode. And believe me, it's enough for this show. I think another good another great thing that um, Kripke and those and those guys do is uh. They really make it. They they entrench the show throughout the years, throughout the, the the whole year, like vignettes of like little commercials and like they make it like the CNN Fox News style of like of like twenty four hour uh, uh, um, news news uh, uh, production um, with with like little fake interviews and fake and and and, and fake mock casts and that Cameron like, Coleman show whatever. Yeah, it, he's got like his, keeps, his little thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it keeps the show like beating throughout the throughout the um, whole uh, hiatus uh, term before the next season. So I, I like that about that show a lot. Well, and then just learning about the spinoff show Varsity that that storyline or what we see in season three storyline is going to continue into that spinoff show, and then whatever storyline from that spinoff goes into season four. Like the continuity behind it all is brilliant i i feel like because it's it's not going to be disjointed it's gonna all make sense and i and i think justin obviously is correct in saying that we're going to get some new soups that are going to come into season four of the boys probably from this university thing uh will the seven be rebuilt who knows i mean technically it's just homelander the deep and a train uh if we do get a new black noir uh because it is a mantle that's what four right there they need three more people so who knows uh, i'm curious too with ashley because the fact that ashley and annika from crime analysis or whatever that little angelfish division bullshit that deep called it 
<laughs> they did see the footage that Maeve is, of course, very much alive. She she was not killed in her fall and whatever you want to call it, explosion from Soldier Boy. She was just depowered. And they deleted the footage. It's like, why would you delete that footage? You know, are you just that scared of Homelander's wrath? Or are you slowly like trying to pull yourself out of the out of the situation? You know what I mean? So curious well, to they, see. Um, Go ahead. They had already like declared Maeve like a national hero in response to, to saving everybody. So um, they gave her a whole memorial. She had a, a plot. <laughs> she had a, a whole tombstone and everything. So like they had to delete that. Well, and and it's, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, thinking about in her memorial video, how she, you know, pretty much uh, gave the, the ultimate sacrifice and, and they labeled Soldier Boy as a Russian radical. I mean, for, for years, he was, he, he, he was dead to the world. Vought and everyone around them said it, you know, he's dead, he's dead. And then like, casually, oh, Soldier Boy is a Russian radical and Maeve like gave her life to save us all. Yay. Like no one's going to question that. No one's going to question about <laughs> the story of Soldier Boy. And we're just going to like sweep that under the rug. I mean, why, why wouldn't anyone wonder if Maeve's really dead or not? You know what I'm saying? Like because they people, memorialized him as well. Well, people are stupid. I mean, I think, I think well, we've seen that. Throughout, I think people have, we have seen that throughout the whole season, like the, the, the rallies, you know, the, the uh the the hate towards star starlight the what is it the the uh trafficking of children from like like people believing that shit and then like and even even the, even the last the last scene of when um when Ryan gets gets attacked and Homeland blows the guy's face off like they're yeah. cheering like people are sheep and and it's it's yeah. so it's so synonymous with what's going on in in the, in, the, in the political comment today and I think I think um whatever you feed these people um confirmation bias is always going to rule. So. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, even the Stormfront chasers, what, Storm chasers, whatever they're called, they're still out there. Stormfront's been dead for you know quite some time, and they're still you know rallying behind her and and everything. It's uh, yeah, you're right. People are sheep. It's just it's just sad. <laughs> well, and also with that that final scene with uh, Homelander killing that protester, they show Ryan and he kind of smiles. So that's yeah. uh. That got, apple did not fall too far from the tree, now did he? <laughs> right. So we we might see an evil Superman and an evil Superboy in uh, season four, maybe. Will there be a super dog? A crypto, so, but uh, yeah, a different name. Be Becca's in heaven right now, pulling the pulling the, the ultimate SpongeBob SquarePants. All right, man, I'm I'm gonna head out now. Like, <laughs> like, her worst, all her worst, like uh, nightmares and like all comes to fruition now with her son. It took one season for all that to unravel <laughs> with Ryan. That's the yeah. that's the part thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, I, the the role reversal from last season where mm -hmm. Ryan leaves with home, uh, leaves with Butcher in into season two. Then this season he he leaves with the uh, Homelander. It's kid uh, and his powers are growing. He can fly yeah. now. He can fly and and can he's got some super strength. He's got the laser beams. He he can throw a baseball very far. Um, it's only a matter of time to where he could potentially have full capacity of his, of his powers. I mean, in, in a year's time, he was able to get to where he is today. And that's a little, a little frightening, not, not going to lie. Just a little frightening. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. I, 
like this whole time I thought he was like just like just the 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 the, the mere um sight of Homeland I thought would make him sick. But the whole time you find out that he thought Homeland was mad at him for killing his for killing his mom. Right. You know, that that's that's what that's what got me. Like you see this man do all these evil things. You saw how afraid your mother was of this man, and, and for you to like have no fear towards him as far as like what he's capable of, that's that's the scary part. Saying the thing that he really needed or wanted to hear about, you know, accidents happen, they happen to the people and the things that we really love, but no matter what, I am here for you, I love you no matter what, which is essentially Butcher never said those words to Ryan. And Butcher had his reservations, of course, because he told Becca, you know, I'm, I'm not fit to be a father. And, and we obviously learned why all his past trauma that uh, Tristan's, you know, spoken on and, and what have you. But in Butcher's own weird way, he was still trying to protect Ryan by distant, distancing himself from him. But that's not what Ryan needed. You know, Ryan's a, a boy. He needs he needs that structure. He needs that parent. And that's why he was OK with being with Grace Mallory. And Homelander is still like, you know, you call her Aunt Grace, but like, she's not your family. I'm your family. And that's what Ryan wants, much like what Homelander wants and needs, you know, kind of try to break that cycle. But really, we're just creating more psychoness out there. Do we think this is the end of Soldier Boy? Is, is, he, is he forever going to be under, under this, this sleep? Or do you think he comes back in, in the future seasons. Tristan, what do you think about that? Uh, I think Soldier Boy has one more task, uh, one more objective, um, which is to aid in the killing or depowering of Homelander. I think that's his final thing before he gets blown to smithereens himself. But I think that's that's where we see him. Maybe, maybe he has like a two-episode arc in, in season four or season five, whenever he comes back. But I think that's, there's nothing else for Soldier Boy to do. There's nothing else. I mean, if we want to kind of relate it to that of Bucky, you know, Bucky's like, you know, I, I did all the things I was triggered and I hurt people. I, I need to go back under. And then he was brought back out because he was really needed. So I agree with Tristan, Tristan that, um, this isn't the end of Soldier Boy. At least I hope not. Um, I don't think Maggie is in the chat today, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> she was devastated to see uh, Jensen Eccles uh, being put back on the ice. And uh, not going to lie, I'm actually now a fan of his. I never watched Supernatural or any of his other stuff, but I'm I'm, I'm a fan of his. And uh, learned that he's a Texas boy as well. All right, I'm, I'm with it. So that's cool. Um, I I would hope to see him in the future if it's that final final showdown or leading up to the final showdown, like ultimate final showdown. Yeah. I think he could do some serious damage again if, if he's controlled, but I don't know how one would control soldier boy at all. I wonder if he can be killed, you know, cause he's like got this nuclear kind of power in him. Um, I feel like it would be a translucent way of having to kill him. Right. Right. Maybe maybe termite has they had to have termite two get involved or something. Termite uh, two, yeah. Mini 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 termite. <laughs> I, yeah, I no, really I, enjoyed I, the character, and I'm glad he'll. I mean, I'm glad the door is not closed on that character because I thought that was. Um, first of all, the, the actor was great. Jensen Ackles, uh, 
I'm a little bit more familiar with him than you are, but I, I didn't watch a ton of Supernatural. But uh, he's apparently working on some kind of project with DC. So uh, live action deal. He's done DC work before. He's been the voice of Red Hood and he's been the voice of Batman in some of the animated movies. So he's no stranger to superhero content. Of course, he was on Smallville season four. I'm a huge Smallville fan. So uh, he, uh, he's he been in this space, but uh, his his version of this like evil Captain America is really cool. and. I think he was probably like the highlight of the season for me, just because it was such a, like I said, the fact that you got to see like a, a version of captain America fight a version of Superman, like, and then like captain America is like Superman's dad, which I would totally blew me away. Like I never would have thought that, like that was such a cool, you know, storyline for me. Cause I'm a fan of obviously both characters and you know, lots of characters, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that we're going to, we'll eventually see him again. Like Tristan said, probably at the very end, he'll be a surprise return to either. I don't know, either stop. I mean, the thing is he's, he's in the hands of the CIA now. Right. So, you know, it, we'll it that way. Cause grace was uh, overseeing him going back, right. going back in. Ice, so, so I wonder, will the CIA have to use him as a weapon, maybe against the boys or maybe against whatever's left of Homelander's group and Vaught. What do you think? Yeah, Tristan? I think, I think between the finale of season three and whenever Soldier Boy is utilized again as like this big nuclear weapon, we have to see. Obviously, everybody has an arc. Homeland, I think, has a backwards arc where he's falling from grace kind of rapidly. So I think he has to be seen as the ultimate villain, not just by like this small faction of people. Uh, but like everybody, we all have to see Homelander as villain. And then that's when I think uh, Soldier Boy gets kind of brought back out of ice. Um, but that has to happen. Like it, they can't be, they can only be like at, at best, like a very small faction of people who are fans of Homelander. Right. B- before we get to like that nuclear option, which is Soldier Boy. But that has to happen between now and the end of the show. I wonder the CIA pulls like this whole like you know how like Bucky was under mind control. With, with, I wonder if the CIA to, to experiments the same way of like using some type of like mind control or some type of like leash to like uh, control uh, Soldier Boy to take out you know Homelander or Ryan or whoever. They'll probably plug in like one of those earpieces and then play that Russian uh, pop song and then he's going to get all pissed off and rawr, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I have no idea, <laughs> but that would be the only way that to actually, I guess in a way control him, but who knows it, it would be, it'd be fascinating to see him come back and then just like at what capacity he comes back. But to answer your original question, Justin, I have no idea how one could kill soldier boy unless it's from inside. And we have a, a repeat of translucent. I mean, I think Frenchie might be the best option for how to kill <laughs> Soldier Boy. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get his chance or if they'll meet again. But uh, do y'all have any like final thoughts as far as either predictions for next season or other things about season three you want to say? Because I've I've one other question, but I, I want to get y'all's final thoughts on this season before I go on. So Frank, any 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 predictions for next season or any final thoughts you want to give us for season three? Um, I think. I think the, the the daddy issues of like of, of all these characters are so they're so similar, and that's the one thing that brings them all 
together in a, in a way, not together, but like they all, they all have in common, you know, from Frenchie to, to Mother's Milk with his, with his father and grandfather to, to Butcher to, you know, Homeland not having a father to Ryan, um, Huey with, with his, I haven't seen Huey's dad since season two. So like all these different dimensions with, with, with the, either mental abuse, physical abuse, or just lack of like just a male role model, I think it's, it's all, it's very impressive how all these different characters have that same type of uh, uh, weakness and downfall and like uh, social defunct of, um, of their of their personality. Brittany, what about you? What about your final thoughts or predictions for next season? I think overall this season blew the past seasons out of the water. I mean, we talked about this earlier in, in one of our other pods about how every episode just became the new favorite. I think my favorite for sure from this season is uh, Herogasm. Not for those reasons, but just the big showdown, the initial, y'all need it. mature people. Come on, let's go. Um, but for the reasons of, of seeing the first encounter between Soldier Boy and Homelander and just that whole encounter was really incredible to to watch because it, it seemed like it was gonna be the end for several of these characters. And of course that wasn't going to happen, but this season I thought was just 10 out of 10. I literally have no idea what to expect for the upcoming season or seasons. Let's hope there's going to be at least another two, but whatever or however many seasons we're going to get, it's going to be jam packed with action. It's going to be bloody. It's going to blow our minds, hopefully not literally because Victoria Newman, uh, but there's just buckle up. Right. So Tristan, what say you? For me, Starlight, like I think Starlight is, um, she's like that lottery pick that comes in, you know, that gets drafted to a team full of like veterans and she's Jonathan Kaminga. It's like, all right, uh, it's time for you to step up and I think she's the key to all of this. I think she's the key to the entire show, like just setting, setting the events of that universe. Right. Right. Like if we're going to have suits, we need to have a healthy relationship between suits and humans. We need to have um, like, there has to be some like, like moral morality tie in the way that like suits behave themselves. And I think Annie is the key to that. I think she's the key or one of the keys to stopping Homelander. Um, I think it's her. Like, I think season four is, I think that's where she like makes a big step up. Okay. So hopefully she won't be traded for Kevin Durant is what you're saying. Like not like Jonathan Kaminga might be. No, I'm kidding. Um, my last thing, uh, as far as predictions, this is kind of an easy one, but I think we're going to see Ryan in some kind of a super suit next season. I think that'll be something just, a silly thing to see. Um, but my last question for y'all is we've talked about this season, how much we love this season and there's so much superhero content out there. Now let's just focus, not, not movies. Let's just focus on TV shows. Do you think this was the best season of, of a superhero show ever? Now I know like this year we had peacemaker. Peacemaker was a very good show. It's not as good as the boys in my mind. It was a very good show. There's been plenty of, you had the Netflix, Marvel shows, obviously Disney Disney Plus has their shows, but I don't think those are going to crack our list. Um, and there's all kinds of other superhero content out there. 
But was this the best season of a superhero show ever? Brittany, what do you say? To be honest, I don't watch a whole lot of like television in general. Uh, so let alone like television, superhero television shows. Um, I think the final episode of Miss Marvel is about to drop on Disney Plus this week. That show's actually been quite entertaining. I, I very much have surprisingly enjoyed it. Uh, yes, I, I, I would say it is only because I haven't watched a lot of other shows to compare it to. I haven't watched Peacemaker yet. I know y'all have talked about it and said it was unexpected, but right. But you have really watched good. Daredevil. Well, you watched Daredevil. Did you, you like Daredevil? Oh, you know yeah. what? Yeah, I really did like Daredevil. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. I want to say because the the amount of violence that we see in the boys is something that you won't see with daredevil even prior to joining disney plus um frank can probably speak on this more than than i can just because he's watched all those shows like punisher uh, luke cage and all those i haven't watched all those yet um but with daredevil i mean that was that was really good i enjoyed it but i still would probably say the boys is like number one in in my realm frank what do you think oh are we including animated superhero shows too or just live action yeah no you could throw animated in there because that last season of of the original x-men from the 90s was pretty was pretty legit that phoenix that phoenix saga season bro was pretty that was pretty fire uh that was what 94 95 um I was like five or six when that was happening, so I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because what it meant, like, in the grand, because that was the first time we ever, we ever saw a live Phoenix Saga uh, from the comic books on, uh, on TV. But I would have to say, yeah, the boys. Yeah, the boys. Um, the, the level of violence, the... The fast pace. There's not a dead. There's not a slow moment on the show. Like in three seasons, it's been it's been like a Corvette going at topping out 170 and uh, 170. It's, it's it's been fast paced. The deaths are creative. Like the gore is creative. Um, the fight scenes are dope. So I have, I have season four. I mean season three of the boys one, season three of the X Men anime series two, Daredevil season three. Uh, third. Okay. Tristan, what do you think? I don't even think it's close. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Nah. Granted, I haven't watched <laughs> a ton of like superhero shows, but like from what I've seen, I don't, like you say, apples to oranges. I think it's apples to oranges because we've never seen anything like the boys, nor will we ever, because the thing that makes the boys great, the thing that makes the boys head and shoulders above every other show is the thing that makes it great in the first place, which is tackling the inherent ridiculousness of having superheroes. The reason why the boys is always going to be better than those shows is because the, the, the concept of having enhanced individuals be basically the last line of defense, or in some cases, the first line of defense against these like really hard challenges is stupid. It's, it's completely, um, ridiculous and there's no scenario in real life to where if we had enhanced individuals that it would end well like because it can't like we have people who have we have people who are just fucking tall and like they take that that privilege of being tall and like 
you know, like, like just that alone is its own brand of like evil. Like, right. Listen, I agree with that. Okay. I stand four foot 11. I agree. <laughs> a seven footer today is basically a soup. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, you, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> people use their size. They use their height. They use their money. They use their intelligence. Like any type of advantage they have, they use that in horrible ways in real life. So if we had enhanced individuals, it would be, it would be the boys because yep. everybody's fucked up in some type of way. Everybody has this trauma, childhood trauma, things that we're dealing with. People have just not just basic narcissism. And then you add basically compound V or whatever, or fucking um, kryptonite, whatever the fuck like, and you're going to have fucked off individuals. This is not Marvel to where, these people are for the most part inherently good. Right. And you give them like these superhuman strength and like it only enhances the good. That's not what this is, and that wouldn't be real life. So the boys, the, the whole concept, when Frank first told me about the boys, the, the thing that sold me before I watched it was the concept. I'm like, oh, I can get behind that. Because yeah, superheroes are that is stupid. Like that would never work in real life. It would never work. Um, so yeah, I just watched the terminal list on Amazon. I watched it too. Yep. Uh, and again, um, Chris Pratt <laughs> basically plays a soldier with it would not enhance. Well, yeah, he kind of has enhanced. He's so trained that he has enhanced abilities, and that became that became something you you couldn't put that back in the bottle. Like once he was set free and he was on his mission, you couldn't put that back in the bottle. Same thing would happen with enhanced individuals in our real life. So yes. The Boys is the best iteration of superhero uh, viewing because, or superhero entertainment because it's the only one that tells the truth about it. And that's my yeah. rant. No, I, <laughs> I totally agree with you. I think the only thing, there's only one show that I think that kind of compares, and that's the Watchmen HBO show. I don't know if y'all if y'all seen that up that season yet. That's a pretty good, that's a solid, it's a one-off show. So it's only one season. I think it came out in 2019. It's a pretty good uh, uh, superhero show. Invincible no. as well. Oh no, yeah, Invincible also. Yeah, Invincible is great. Yeah, and, and I think we're gonna get Invincible season two, maybe by the end of this year. So, I mean, that Sadly, shows could not get into Invincible. I tried. Oh, no. Even Invincible's with great. even with that cliffhanger of the first episode, I was like, no, nope, not for me. And I'm see, okay. like Omni Man, he's more super powered than Homelander. So, no, like, I, even, I get like, that. It's I even think crazier. He's... He's more ruthless, I think, than than Homelander. Yeah. Homelander still kind of struggles with that. You know, I want to be loved and I want right. a family bullshit. You know, I get that. But um, then his son is like an amalgamation of like Spider-Man, but with yeah. like superpowers. Like it's like Superboy, but Spider-Man kind of like though. He's a teenage kid. I don't know. It's a great show. I can't wait for a season two of that. But to just talk about the boys for a quick second. Um, the thing that the boys does so well is they play off of what we know about superheroes. And at this point, we know a ton about superheroes because superhero stuff is everywhere. And they parody Marvel and they parody DC and they do these things. But, but because they don't, because like they, they take what we know about these characters and they parody them, but then they, they enhance them because they, they don't have to play. They, they don't have to play to like, like if you're, if you're Marvel or DC, you have to play to somebody who's five years old, who's 25 years old, who's 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? This show doesn't, doesn't play to the little kids. doesn't play to the older people. It's right. Like in that, you know, prime of your life, kind of like audience. And like, they don't, they don't hold any, you know, no punches are pulled. It's all, you know, the show's all gas, no breaks. 
it's relentless. And like Tristan said, it's like real life. If super, if people had superpowers, the boys would be real life. I mean, there's no, especially if they were like owned by a company, like, like imagine if Amazon had superpowered people, like, come on, like how would it be any different than Vought? It would be the same thing. Dude, they must. How, how else do you explain two day shipping? You're right. You're right. That's uh somehow they've tricked their homelander into just delivering packages for him. But uh, if he ever goes rogue, <laughs> we're done. That's why I keep I keep a prime membership because you never know. Exactly. Don't want to don't want to piss off Bezos. No. Uh, But no, I mean the boys is such a great show, and like I said, I think it's the best iteration of superhero content ever. And I love the MCU. I love a lot of DC stuff, but like what this show has done because they because they can do whatever they want. They don't have to like I said they don't have to play the little kids or older people or whatever. I think it's the best, and I think like you know episodes five, six, and seven are three of the best hours of TV I've ever seen. And I don't know that I'll ever see anything better than that. And I, the finale was very strong and I really enjoyed it. But those, like I said, five, six and seven were just so good that, I mean, I can only compare it to a show like succession or like to game of Thrones, whenever it was like the best show in the world. Like that's what this show is. And I mean, you know, it's, it's an Emmy nominated show. I'm sure that season three is going to get probably going to win awards. and. You know, I can't wait for season four. And now that we've got this varsity show, which is apparently it's coming in 2023. Uh, I mean, this was the year of the boys, honestly. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know what to say. Do you have any final thoughts? I would love to see Eric Kripke and his team, like, get a hands on, like, Deadpool or, like, one of these more, like, violent superheroes, like Punisher. Like, like I think he would do he would do so great with those characters and I, I would love for Amazon to get those rights. I mean, they, they probably, they won't because I mean, Disney has those rights now, but with his, the way he, the way he writes and the way he, uh, the way he, he, he can put together storylines and, and storyboard stuff. I mean, he will be a great addition to like an R rated version of Marvel or DC or something. I'm still waiting on it the boys version of Thor. Like actually bring me a God, bring me a God who use, who wields some sort of weapon. I, I need to see that type like of his, version. It's going to be like his dick as, as, as his hammer. It's, it's no, be- no, 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 no. <laughs> we already had love like- sausage. We already had love, love sausage. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'm that, telling that's you. That's not what I'm talking about. No. You're going to see. I'm telling you. No. Drew this- in the chat says he wants to see like a venom type persona all right i can i can get down with that well you know the boys is a sony property mm-hmm. i wonder if if they could ever convince marvel to like you know let the boys cross over with the venom or a <laughs> morbius or like <laughs> maybe spider-man or something I, I don't think yeah. spider-man ever but uh mm-hmm. those other characters that'd be really interesting to see that even even just for like a cameo kind of thing oh, goodness i, I mean know. we already kind of had like a real brief daredevil like character when he was training inside bot tower and homelander like claps on his ears and he's the dude's like bleeding out of his ears and it's just like okay that was i i think i had i that was before i started watching daredevil and i i love me some charlie cox that man is redonkulous i cannot wait to see him again as daredevil and i'm i'm ready for it that's just sidebar uh that daredevil ranks behind the boys like immediately just saying <laughs> yeah, and there is a uh, there's a Martian Manhunter kind of character in the boys' universe. His name is Jack from Jupiter, I believe. So 
<laughs> we, we might see that guy come into play because we haven't seen have we seen aliens in this show yet? We really haven't. No, not really. Mm-mm. I mean, you thought Victoria Newman was. An I alien. thought I thought she was an alien. I did. I didn't. I didn't think she was a super. I thought she was an alien. So yeah. I was wrong about that. But and also, what about the girl from season two with the shaved yeah. head? I she got if, into the car after I, the mass break from a sacred grove or whatever it was called. I wonder if we're going to see her in this varsity show. I think we might, or maybe she's referenced or something because mm. she was someone who was experimented on and. That kind of sounds like an X-Men kind of thing. Could be. I don't know. Anyway. If we get like a rogue type character. Yeah. Or, or Cyclops or a storm. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, what a season it was. We really enjoyed talking about it. And uh, Brittany, how can people uh, find us on social media? They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All you have to do is search The Watchers in the Basement or use the hashtag, hashtag, just kidding, handle at Watchers Basement. Uh, Also, we are on the road to 100, everyone. Uh, As of today, we are at 70 subscribers here on YouTube. Help us get to 100 subscribers. It, It would mean a lot to us. So help grow our audience by using hashtag Watchers Basement when tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming, you name it get the word out there and also like i said don't forget to uh subscribe if you already haven't hit that like button also leave a comment we appreciate everyone who has supported us throughout our journey and last but not least if you're not into video podcasts we are also available on apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify thanks to anchor.fm be sure to give us a five-star rating we'd really appreciate it and back to you justin yeah thank you Brittany. So, uh, Tristan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. First time uh, guest for us. Um, hope to have you back thanks again. Having, hopefully. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so so for Tristan, job, for, yeah, for, for Tristan, for Frank, for Brittany, this is Justin saying we'll see you next week, or we'll see you maybe later in the week when we review Thor, Love, and Thunder. So, see you then. Nice.